Hello and welcome to the Boys Will Be Boys podcast, question mark. My name is Jenna James Lemon and I'm joined here by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Ryan James Bothwell. Hello. I am here and I am indeed Mr. Ryan James Bothwell. Good to be back. Never Jonah. gets old. Never gets old. It never His does. name is still Ryan James Bothwell and he will still confirm it. I will in the exact always same confirm that, that I, indeed yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, we love it. So Jonah, <clears throat> it has been some time. It has been some time. Uh, Einstein said time was relative. So maybe, maybe that means in some way we aren't to blame for it being, yeah, being just, late. Just chuck that in. I think that excuse is as good as any really, isn't it? Did he even say that? Probably didn't. But, well, you know. Theory of relativity, in it? The point is this, we are back and it's been a while. Um, and the reasoning for that is uh, we're busy guys, I guess. Um, well, Ryan's busy and I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm like a puppy that waits for his attention. Uh, life, life gets <clears> in the way. Yeah. Do you like how I subtly put the fault on you there? Right. The blame was, was on you because it's you <laughs> that we're late for. Which is I just like for the record, for everyone to know that it is a, a joint effort that we have been um, not recording. But... Yeah, we succeed together and we fail together. Exactly. Down um, as a team. Yeah. Rise as a team, fall as a team. Yes. So, Ryan, have you been? I have been good, Jonah. I have been um, busy, as <laughs> as we've alluded to. Um, that life has just been ticking away and, uh, you know, putting in the hours. What about you? Yeah. How have you been? Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, just been chilling, you know, working on myself. Yeah. Uh, I let my hair grow out, which is something something new uh and that's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me in the last I mean, few months it kind of looks um, very surfer-esque that with your hair at the moment it's quite um casually just tossed to the side yeah you have to be like this you know uh easy for you to say though because you've got a very sharp haircut it is i just got my uh, short back and sides my little skin fade the other day um be careful you ready for the weekend when you brush it that is some sharp. sharp skin fade yeah um I think we should crack into the actual episode. We kind of got off topic a little here. I think we should too. What are we going to talk about today? <sighs> Many things, but uh, the topic that we are going to discuss today is emotional expression, or should I say lack of emotional expression in men specifically, um, yes. which is something that maybe you, maybe someone you know uh experience it's unlikely that you've never at any point suppressed emotions and at some points suppressing an emotion can be useful you know it's not that helpful to go around crying and screaming all the time however there is a limit isn't there ryan there's definitely a limit well yeah i think i think there is a limit to it um obviously as you say you don't want to be crying and I guess there is a time and a place sometimes, but um, I guess when it gets too much, it's all about knowing when to open up and not just struggling on your own. And um, what we're trying to do today is open up that conversation and why is it that um, we encourage mainly men um, to not open up so much or why is it that men don't feel as if they can open up so much? Yeah, I mean, this is a generalisation and of course isn't always going to be the case, but it feels like often girls are kind of rewarded for being honest and open and, you know, a girl can have a 
break down and cry uh, about something and they don't lose a part of their, you know, no respect is lost for them. They're just seen as a human who has natural human emotions. And uh, believe it or not, men are also humans with human emotions. No. Don't don't tell anyone I told you. Is that the bombshell of the episode? I'm hard as nails, mate. I don't feel emotions. I'm doing this. I'm doing this for people who, who who do feel emotions and feel like, you know, they can't express them. I don't feel emotions personally. I'm fine all the time. So don't even. That that comes across, don't worry. Yeah. I'm doing this for other people is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 No, you don't need to defend yourself to me. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm not, I'm not defending (laughs) myself, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to defend, but uh, yeah. So we're talking about, uh emotions being suppressed um and i guess a good way to start with that is kind of to as we usually do pick apart role models i hope the uh lack of visual input doesn't take away from my inverted commas that i'm doing right now to ryan um yeah well come on the the inverted commas um funny years yeah and uh yeah we're gonna look at some idealized males who perhaps do not encourage the uh, freedom of expression when it comes to emotions. Uh, and I would like you to start, Ryan. Me Don't to say start. Dan Bilzerian. Nah, do you know what? I'd like to start with Dan Bilzerian. Oh! <laughs> nah, I, man. I, I'm, I'm giving that man too much airtime. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm over it, really. Uh, I'm just not frustrated by him anymore. I've um, I've, I've swallowed that pill. Yeah. <sighs> um. I, I don't know, like, well, I guess it's the classic image of of the male. If you look towards your sort of um, heroic characters that you might see from like 80s action films, like you look at Rambo, you look at um, you look at Die Hard, John McClane, um, I guess even James Bond as well. It's, it's the classic image of a, of a man. There's always that sort of famous, or there's, there's that sort of um, scene that you see in many action films where guy's been shot or a guy's been seriously injured and he just kind of shrugs it off as if it's nothing as if like he doesn't he doesn't care um and i guess that's although it's not like mental um pain that they'll be going through it's just again to strengthen the idea that men are strong and men don't need to uh to admit to any weakness and any feelings of sort of defeat or any feelings of out like i'm struggling yeah Yeah, it's kind of that depiction of invulnerability you know so it's not glamorized in hollywood for yeah. men to have a cry you know exactly. um, there's, a, there's a scene in ramble where he literally jumps from a cliff into a woods like a forest and gets a massive chunk of branch in his arm and he just pulls it out as if it's nothing and what Hollywood wouldn't want you to know is that I, I for a fact, I for a fact would just be rolling about the floor crying. <laughs> screaming, yeah, well, Ryan, that's because you're a bitch. That's because you are a bitch. Well, that I mean, is... you tell me that you would go through yeah. that and not cry. <laughs> oh, I have. So. Well, all right, yeah. To be fair, to be fair, Rambo is a true story and that did actually happen and he didn't cry. Well, so that's I, not good. That's not going I, on Rambo. I want you to bring the evidence to me. I want you to prove he it. Will, he will eat your ass. And there's nothing you'll do about it. I hope so. <laughs> <Babe>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, these characters uh, that are just tough, you know, they, I think I read that um, the only emotions that are uh, accepted from, from men or encouraged for men to show uh, are lust and anger. And I think when you bear that in mind with a lot of Hollywood and 
ideals, that sort of thing. It kind of rings true. You know, men can, they can show the emotion of being angry and being aggressive, big sort of alpha male energy, and they can show lust for, you know, girls or money or whatever. But other than that sort of like small little, little, little space for emotion, it isn't, it isn't encouraged. That's for sure. You know, like if you think about James Bond, I know we kind of rip into him quite a lot. Um, I've never even really watched the films, but uh, he, he gets angry. He gets angry quite a lot. Uh, Rambo gets angry. Uh, And they definitely, James Bond has lust. Well, I was about to say he's a doll. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He definitely has lust. Uh, And, uh, but what, you know, you, you won't see is uh, him, you know, crying or saying, actually, um, I'm about to go into a gunfight uh, and I'm a bit nervous about it. Uh, I'm kind of anxious. Can we talk about it? Because no, that's just no one see that, do they, in films? Um, but of course, the human brain finds it difficult to separate the, the films from reality. So you see that idea and subconsciously, your brain's kind of like, hmm, James Bond's cool. And he, he gets a lot of girls. People respect him. Why do they respect him? Probably because he's really tough and doesn't cry, doesn't get scared, this sort of thing. Which, of course, if James Bond were real, he would be scared. And I'm sure he would cry at times. Yeah. Um, that's why it's kind of weird because guys do, well, maybe less than girls, but they, they do cry, I'm sure. And they do get scared, but they just don't really have the space or feel like they have the space to talk about it, which yeah. is uh, just uh, not, not really uh, not good. Absolutely. And I think, um, I mean, it's not all film, is it, either? Like, um, if you look also towards maybe a generation that was a bit more sort of militarized and had been through a lot more sort of shit than than recent generations, I guess from a young age, they've been indoctrinated into not showing weakness and not showing emotion. And although that kind of gets rid of the initial problem of maybe thousands of men crying and showing that they're they're feeling scared and getting on with things i think it only just kind of covers up the problem it doesn't exactly address it and i think um yeah i think it just sort of disregards um that there is anything below the surface there but i think yeah. genuinely just having that having that uh, that generation perhaps that were a bit more seen as a bit more tough or seen as a bit more being told it's a bit more unacceptable to actually express those emotions I think it's quite hard to actually very quickly get that out of the mindset of, of society. And yeah, I, I, guess I feel like that's... you're about to call me a snowflake. Are you going to call me a snowflake? Because that was about to happen. I mean, I was leading up to, yeah. <laughs> nah, not at all. Um, not at all, Jonah, because that would go entirely against everything we're trying to uh, discuss today in this podcast. Correct, correct. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Like, I obviously these films are not films sort of characters that you would see from from books and stuff they're built on something and i guess it is that as a society you have that classic general idea of a of a male and it has been that way for for so so long yeah and admittedly i can't speak for you but you know i've watched films tv programs you know comic books whatever i haven't watched comic books i've read them obviously because you don't you don't watch comic books i'm not silly ryan Silly um, but, yeah <laughs> um but yeah and I, I watch them or read them and i think they are pretty cool it would be nice uh but maybe you know maybe emotions aren't our our weakness actually our strength 
Yeah, I think probably no truer strength than actually embracing what you're feeling and just being a bit honest about it. Um, I think I think overall, if you're trying to if you're trying to like hide something that's within you, or if you don't feel comfortable, I, I think it's a true uh, sign of like comfort in yourself and confidence that you're able to to discuss these things. And I think it should it should be treated as such and treated yeah. as something to be proud of when you are able to to talk about these things. It's tough. It's yeah. hard. It's difficult because mm-hmm. I guess your ego might get in the way. Sometimes you don't want to, you don't want to break any image that you feel that others might have of you. But I think it only really strengthens it over anything else. Yeah, I think a lot of us fear that our social standing or the perception that we created of ourselves from other people's point of view it would be shattered if you know, say, if you have a rep for being someone who's tough, and then you're seen to be vulnerable. Um, I guess people worry that, or men would worry that they then aren't going to be as popular, wouldn't get girls, wouldn't, you know, all these kind of like pretty is that, primal fears. Is that what you're worried about with this podcast coming out? I mean, <sighs> right, you try to give really. off that that tough guy uh, yeah. attitudes. And I mean, everyone's going to know after this that you're a man well, with feelings. Like I said, Not I don't have feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, but I'm doing this for people that do. Oh, because... I, don't, I don't believe you. Right. I'm going to, I'm warning you now. I'm about to either get angry or lustful. Both, both are going to be bad for you. So That's fine, yourself. Jonah. Just open up. Just, it's, yeah. it's a safe space here. Uh, yes, it is indeed. Um, but yeah, so I guess we're sort of now covering the why. <laughs> Did you just shoot a love heart through to me? <laughs> Did you just send a love heart? Yeah, it looks Sorry, like you can add emojis. <laughs> Ryan has just shot a love heart my way. You lustful son of a gun. Oh, another what? one. Honestly, it's a safe space, Jonah. I want you to, well, to feel that that is the case. I do feel that. Uh, thank you for welcoming me into your circle of love and uh, safety. Um, yeah. So as I was saying, the why uh, is what we're covering now. Uh, and I guess to summarize, the why would be, what would we say? Films, the fact that films really enforced it. The fact that, um, would you say society? despite you know media not talking about films or you know because we are kind of dwelling a lot on hollywood yeah. do you think society in general because a lot of guys would say yeah it's all very well and good saying i'm going to be open but you know when i am people think oh that's pathetic and don't want anything to do with them you know yeah yeah i think well people entirely would... i think that's that's part of it there's all it's all well and good encouraging people to talk but i think yeah all of us have stories of friends who've maybe opened up or seen people opening up and not having a nice response uh, to that so but yeah i think as, as a whole yeah it's um it's been ingrained in us for pretty much all all our lives um mm-hmm. it's been ingrained in society for so so long but it's um it's quite nice that perhaps we're opening up these conversations <clears throat> a little bit more as we go forward yeah i mean i feel like sometimes there is that lad mentality where you just kind of mock and make a joke of everything and we're both guilty of it for sure not on others parts but we you know we use humor as coping mechanisms for our own problems sometimes yeah i feel like that's uh, quite it's quite a famous coping mechanism isn't it people use humor yeah. to to deal with their issues and it's something that is drawn upon and even just like your sort of common chats and stuff with friends and and some people exactly. even pride themselves on on having that sort of response too so what Ryan, yeah, that's, that's not, not me. <laughs> that's a shocking, shocking. Um, but yeah, but I think there's a there's a kind of venom to it where it gets a bit 
out of hand and actually if a guy's being open about problems and then gets mocked for it by his so-called friends they might not mean malicious intent but ultimately it's hard enough for a guy to open up so when they do it should always be encouraged uh, and although it's all good to have a laugh and joke and sometimes you can joke about problems on you know it might be fine but the first and foremost the response should be you know actually i care about this person they're my friend so therefore i want to listen to their problems and let them talk about it before sort of thinking oh i can get a quick joke in here we all have a laugh but ultimately we should love our friends more uh yeah i think yeah, yeah i, I love you ryan oh well i appreciate that thank you oh, no. oh. <laughs> love you too big man cut cut it cut it <laughs> so i'm gonna switch my wi-fi off so that I can use it. <laughs> um yes so completed it there we go just yeah. done that's it um, done finished that was a quick one do you do you fancy a little break before we, we, we move on yeah i might get another cup of tea yeah i might as well lovely cool shall right. see you soon see you soon We are back. We're back. Oh, we did not agree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, is he going to say it or am I going to say it? We both said it. I like that. I'm, I'm good to go with this. Yeah, that's that's fine. We can do that in tandem. We succeed together. We fail together. Exactly. We rise and we fall. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I guess we, we covered in the first part the sort of the perception that we might have of like the classic male um, feeling strength, not kind of opening up, maybe being quite stoic about the way that they act and their approach to emotions. And we kind of spoke about why not that we are kind of um, like experts on the subject matter at all. Um, was it sociologists or kind of psychologists or anything like this? Well, not yet for you anyway, is it, Jonah? But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think just to kind of open up that conversation and cover that matter, I think we've done a pretty good job, but I guess you can talk all you want about the perception. You can talk all you want about why it is, but the fact of the matter is that this is the case. This is what society is like. And that's uh, a lot of men don't feel comfortable opening up and talking about their feelings, but what is that doing to them? Like what damage can that be causing them? Because surely that's not healthy to just contain everything inside. Absolutely. And I think you're bang on. Um, with regards to the damage, because we often think, you know, not talking about stuff, it just makes you feel a bit lonely or whatever, and it's not a big deal. But, you know, there is just an absolute plethora of uh, research, just, and it's, there's no, no debate anymore whether it affects people, not just in the, in the mental sense, in the emotional sense, or their psychology, physically, their bodies change. You know, when someone doesn't release natural emotions in a healthy way, they pay the price not just by you know feeling feelings of isolation that kind of thing their their body chemistry changes uh for the worst um, so what, what actually changes then well i mean it, from what i've read it can depend on the different emotions you're suppressing but in a general sense when you don't basically come to terms with an emotion and express it in a healthy way you don't get over the problem you actually make the emotion stronger because a lot yeah. of people think if you suppress something compartmentalize you kind of can forget about it but studies one in, i think it's in canada actually recently a study showed that when they suppress emotion 
entirely when they try and get someone to completely hide how they felt they would then rate their emotions as much stronger whereas someone who had let it out said their emotion was kind of gone so it's not like it doesn't go away if you yeah. don't express it then it actually becomes more and more potent and to the point you'll probably have an outburst so yeah. say if you have an, an example that i'm making off the top of my head you can have an argument with someone and you feel really angry towards them but you don't feel like you have the space to say look i'm a little bit angry about it it's not a big deal this and that and stuff um you're then more likely to be on edge with every aspect of your life so then you drive to work for example someone maybe cuts you off or is you know driving kind of inconsiderately and you just lose it at them you have a complete outburst because the emotions are there and they will be released in some way or another it's not about dissolving them inside yourself it's about realizing that you do have to let things out you can do it in your own way but they do have to be released uh, yeah because it's always just going to be a well humans are problem solvers aren't they any issue we we naturally want to solve problems so um, I mean, if a problem has come up, there's something that you're angry about, there's suddenly an issue in place. And if you're not talking about it, then that's just an issue that's going unresolved. And you'll mm. always know in your head that there's something that's not being done about it. But I think it's quite funny that the human mind can literally, it's like an echo chamber, isn't it? Like an idea yeah. that's when you don't open up your mouth and let that idea out, it just floats around and <clears> gets louder and louder and louder obviously probably the reverse of an echo chamber as um, an echo <laughs> tends to yeah. get quieter. But in this case, it gets louder and louder. Um, yeah. But then I guess we've all had it, that sort of feeling when things, it, it, it feels like something is such a big deal. It feels like something is so insur- like it's insurmountable and then you just speak to someone and all of a sudden the big issue, the big mountain that was in your head just becomes nothing like you just you realized by just talking about some things that not to say that all issues are nothing but sometimes just talking to someone about something can really put things in perspective and even Absolutely. just getting getting something off your chest can um help to feel like a problem is shared rather than burdened solely on yourself and i think that's <laughs> a, big, a big part of it too problem shared is a problem halved someone exactly. said that i'm not sure who but it was someone very famous um, by a very famous man yes don't know I mean. who it was <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no you're absolutely right and and i think that um when it comes to these sort of feelings and suppressing them specifically you can kind of get caught up in the the why and sort of isolated in the sense because obviously you're not you're not sharing the way you feel and when you isolate yourself you know, we've got to bear in mind that when it comes to mental illness, pretty much all of them either are caused by to an extent or involve isolation. It's a big, it's a key yeah. element of most mental illnesses. It's feeling like A, no one understands you or B, no one would understand you if you tried like to talk or any of that sort of stuff. It's feeling alone. And yeah. so to not express the way you feel and talk about stuff, you're just making the whole thing worse. And, you know, kind of begs the question, you know, just to, to keep a cool, cool social standing, is it worth this cost? Because ultimately, and that's, this is the thing that it will bite you. You know, you, you can't run from it. I mean, we, we all tried to yeah. run from, from natural emotions, but ultimately it'll, it'll come in one way or another. And uh, you just best hope that when it does, you know, you're able to deal with it and you've got people around you because yeah. you really don't want to be, be that, that, that guy who seems like he's got it all. And then, suddenly hang on a minute you know i can't even go outside because i'm you know these are sort of the sort of things that 
yeah. people can experience and and it could be avoided by small changes to the way we live yeah absolutely i guess um yeah i guess uh, to maybe draw on some personal experiences as well you once told me about some of the sort of volunteer work that you'd done before i don't know if you if you mind talking about it oh, with, yeah. Uh, yeah. with samaritans and that <clears throat> i think what you said to me was that um quite often when someone was really at that point where things have spiraled so out of control that they were really considering taking their own lives um and they called through to the you know the hotline at samaritans um you said to me that quite often all they needed was someone to talk to and that made the world yeah. of difference and it yeah it's yeah i worked at nightline um yeah sorry which they wasn't know yeah it's all right mate don't worry they're similar concept uh and the whole premise is just someone to talk to and it's actually kind of sad in a in a genuine way um how effective or how much just talking to someone can help yeah. the answer is so simple just being honest about stuff but yeah we all find it so hard to do that especially men um and yeah it's it's pretty tragic uh but yeah so the point is talk yeah. anyone to anyone obviously it's, anyone. it's not going to solve all issues it's just going to it's going to increase the chances that you you might feel better about it. Um, it's not obviously a, a blanket cure. It's not as simple as talk and you'll feel you'll feel amazing. It's just that it makes things better, yeah. at least. Absolutely, yeah. It's more um, manageable. Yeah, completely. Um, and yeah, like I said, it, ultimately it will it will bite you. So you really do need to, whether it, you know now people boys young boys think ah oh, yeah it's you know fine though because i don't really come to terms with my emotions or acknowledge them but ultimately i get through i get by yeah for everyone there will come a time where you no longer can and you'll just be wishing that you'd you know paid more attention and be more honest uh in younger years so yeah um heed the warning i guess guys um but just because we can i'm gonna drop in a little bit of biology just a touch to a little bit of, 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 of biochem as i'm sure most people know uh, cortisol is a very um very important uh molecule that travels around it's a stress hormone that travels around our our body and is uh released in something called a fight or flight response but also in more normal circumstances that don't require you know um, that might not be life or death uh and when you for example feel anxious or nervous but you don't acknowledge that you don't you know you can't think your way out of producing uh cortisol uh not in the short term at least and so then you get a build up and then you'll you can confuse your pathways and your brain and before you know it you have cortisol releases because you're such a high level of functioning and trying to sort of suppress all that your cortisol release gets completely confused and it can utterly random times you'll just get a spike and suddenly you might have you know, a panic attack or your body starts shut down and nothing's even happened, but it's just the fact that your body, you've got that disconnect between the mind and body yeah. so much so that, that your, your brain can't really tell what's going on outside. It just knows that it's anxious. And so therefore it's kind of like, Oh, you know, emergency alarm, anxious, you know, produce cortisol and it kind of gets to be confusing mess, um, which is tragic and awful for so many, many people. And like right. we said, you know, I don't want to dwell on the same quote more than once, but when we said in the first episode, the only thing they're feeling worse is feeling worse, not being able to talk to anyone about it. You know, you can only imagine how awful it, 
it would be for someone to feel like that, you know, as a result of not being open and then not even be able to tell anyone about how awful they feel because of that, you know, because it's still that self-perpetuating cycle. Exactly. Um, and I guess yeah. you're literally causing physical damage to your body at that point. And I get that's, that's what you see, isn't it? It's not as if the mind and the body are totally disconnected. That actual, that increase in cortisol does do damage to to your body, to your physiological um, self. Yeah. And just to kind of go through something alone and see the damage that it causes through that, it's, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I, I think the key is self-acceptance kind of stuff, you know, rather than, you know, you don't necessarily have to, tell the world about it when you feel nervous or upset or whatever but um even just to yourself just admitting to yourself that you feel a certain way because it's not just about talking to it with friends it can also be about just with yourself having that conversation saying yeah i feel anxious about this and i understand why and that's okay i don't i don't need to feel bad or beat myself up for yeah. feeling anxious you know um I think that that's oh, a big thing. Just, just saying like that's okay and it's like this is how I feel it's fine um it's natural just being quite uh quite understanding of yourself um yeah yeah I think that's important yeah well that that's uh I feel like we're getting a bit bit solemn with the with the vibe yeah let's bring it yeah. bring it up but um yeah we're after, getting a little bit too emotional there, there, Ryan. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'm okay with it. So let's just take a break. This is outside Put of on the comfort mask zone. And come back. Yeah. yeah of course. Definitely. Catch you in a minute. Catch you in a minute. And we are back. So, um, yeah, so I think we've done a pretty good job, job so far. A good job. <laughs> good job. Sorry, I just slipped into a little bit of Glaswegian there. Just uh, <laughs> I'm feeling homesick. That's what it is. Um, yeah. Done a pretty good job. <laughs> good job. <laughs> are, we, are we good joby? <laughs> good joby. It's funny because joby's a poo. <laughs> it is, I. Ah, man. Oh, this is intellectual. It is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we've got it all we, on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boys will Sorry, be boys. Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> I was just saying, Jonah, about how yeah. we've done a really good jobby um, of covering. <laughs> you behave yourself. Of, uh, of covering um, our sort of perceptions towards uh, the stoic male, um, possibly the, the, the reasons behind why we might think of men as so strong and not able to express emotions. Um, and as well as that, we kind of, we've, we've talked about the damage that, this sort of attitude has caused and can cause and will persist to cause if nothing changes but i think in this part of the podcast we want to bring a little bit more of optimism and sort of good news um and that we have discussed how attitudes are actually changing um and there are not all doom and gloom no it's not all doom and gloom there there is hope because um as kind of tight and as kind of uh, set as these attitudes have been there is definitely a shift in attitude recently um and i think there's a lot of campaigns um a lot of walks of life that are really trying to open up conversations and just kind of get the idea out there that it is okay to talk and, and yeah express vulnerability yeah i think that i mean in in basic sense guys can only keep killing themselves for so long until people kind of say uh hang on a minute maybe 
there there is some going on here you know yeah. Yeah. it can only be kind of ignored um i mean i'm sure we've spoken before i think the stats uh regarding i mean most people know the classic you know the biggest killer of men our age is suicide which is just shocking uh it's so sad uh but like ryan said things are getting better um not only are the rates hopefully going to improve uh not as in more people are going to die i mean less people um but yeah there's definitely a change in in the air with regards not only to the way men are acting but also to the the way they're encouraged to act so the platforms lots of men look to to sort of uh maybe seek aspects of their personality or you know whatever um they are making more efforts to kind of be like okay it's all good and well being you know a guy and that kind of stuff but let's change this you know why you know the only people are actually hurting are ourselves so let's yeah. break the mold kind of thing yeah like exactly. you said um you're talking about was it Ron, ronan kemp uh, yeah the... Ro- roman kemp he done a, a documentary actually said, yeah. recently um so uh, unfortunately um roman's one of roman's close friends had um had killed himself uh quite quite recently over the past year or two um so roman decided to do a documentary into suicide and and society at the moment um it was really quite a powerful documentary um and i think kind of quite spot on with everything that he was really reporting and um yeah quite kind of somber at the statistics and that he was bringing up around um, suicide um, and how it's, it is on the rise. But one of the things that he was trying to convey as well was the changing attitude. Um, so at one point I, I said to you, he was talking to, I think it was a group of young Irish boys who had unfortunately had one of their friends die by suicide quite recently too. Um, and he was just showing their sort of change in attitude and, how supportive they were of each other. They all, they must have been between 12 to 15. They were just young lads, um, different sort of age groups there. And to recognize that in fact, they had all been through such a hard time and it wasn't the time to be laughing and joking about someone feeling upset. They'd seen how far this sort of damage could go and this sort of situation could go they were all just there for each other and they would text each other regularly if they weren't feeling so good. Um, if someone was maybe not getting so involved in, in like a social setting, then they would be, they would reach out. And I think part of that's possibly driven by fear um, because of what they've seen, but also part of that is just a genuine understanding that not everything is okay all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and I think that, yeah, what you're saying about the, the changing um, for the better is definitely evident in loads of different genres of society. You know, even in Hollywood, yeah, of course, there's still the classic idealized tough guy who feels no emotion, that kind of thing. But I don't know if it's just me, but I see a lot more open vulnerability in men in films now, uh, in any sort of media, actually. Now I think about it. Um, and that, I think they are just crucial uh, to to changing the the mindset of lots of guys because it's just kind of if you're seeing someone who you regard as like an idol and then they say 
it's something funny. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. Like, I was just thinking about vulnerability in males and I just imagine Matt Hancock crying on TV. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a real role model. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, take the tone away from that. No, no, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I think that to see someone you regard as, uh, as tough or idealized and then you see them being okay with not being tough all the time. Um it encourages you to think, okay, maybe I can still be as much of a, my own man um, without, uh, you know, sacrificing my own mental health by compartmentalizing stuff because they can do it. I can too. And that's, I think why the whole movement is so important and so powerful is that it's not just encouraging people and saying, do it. It's the subtleties and that when someone starts doing something, gradually more people start to do the same thing and who knows in a hundred years time it could be completely mainstream for guys to be you know crying uh openly more and... honest yeah a exactly more honest, being more honest how they're feeling yeah yeah but yeah it's all about that sort of role model isn't it like having those positive role models out there um who as you say you can see them someone you have a high regard for acting in just a human way and understanding that actually it's, it's okay to you can still be tough and show emotion as well yeah, um, absolutely. Um, it's like that classic, you know, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Rob Williams is like, "It's not your fault." It's not your fault. And then, and then Matt Damon's like, "Yeah, I know. What of it?" <laughs> and then he's like, "It's not your fault." And Matt Damon's like, "Yeah, I still know. Shut your mouth." And Rob Williams like, after that? "Listen, it's not your fault." Oh wow. Yeah, and then Matt Damon. Then he eventually starts breaking down and is crying. Yeah. And Rob Williams just hugs him. And it's funny because I watched that scene. It's a great film, obviously. Um, and wow, I watched that scene and I always kind of think that and in just that scene, sometimes I think that's kind of all you even need to need to know. That's enough. That that summarizes perfectly. It completely conceptualizes the whole thing that you know men are trying to do these days, being more open and accepting. You know, it's not your fault that you're human and feel emotions. We didn't design these brains, we inherited them. And so therefore you will be upset. Sometimes you'll get nervous. You'll get angry. You'll feel lustful too, but not just yeah. limited to that. Um, and the Your fact that you feel these are things, not you. It's exactly what you do with them. They're like waves and you just ride them. You exactly. just ride them. Uh, not going to plug something. I don't fully understand here, but just to briefly mention you know, act, you know what act is? No, I'm not sure. It's like a psychological, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Therapy probably isn't the right word. So anyone correct me if I'm wrong, but basically it's acceptance and commitment therapy. And a, a big part of it is, is well, as it says, acceptance. And in that comes the kind of, you know, Robin Williams saying it's not your fault. And Matt Damon eventually crime is the release of emotion, knowing that actually it's not anyone's fault that we feel this way. We shouldn't be embarrassed by it or shamed ultimately we're human like everyone else so we should definitely start acting like it yeah um yeah i mean even our podcast you know who's to say 10 years ago maybe we wouldn't have done it probably because we were about 10 years old but aside from that maybe (laughs) it would have yeah um the the culture allows us to do this sort of thing now maybe we would have been you know too scared before not that we get scared i'm joking obviously but if i have Teddy only only angry and lustful yes um yep so 
yeah i think that's Anything it really you want to add or... yeah well i mean um yeah that's it just just that i guess these perceptions are changing as you say we've got positive role models we've got some really good initiatives that we're seeing as well um even i mentioned to you before but during the euros um this sort of yeah during the euros there's a, a recent ad campaign which obviously kind of football targeting maybe predominantly males um it was looking at kind of opening up that conversation wasn't it i think i saw one yep. that said it was like time to talk england or i saw another one that said scotland time to talk and it was just that sort of subtle subtle message that it is time to talk and it's time to be okay um yeah so good. i, good I think that's quite yeah i think that's quite <clears throat> a good a good movement to have in there yeah um and uh if you yourself or someone you know is struggling with anything we've sort of touched on today um definitely either talk to someone about it or you know get help we're attaching a helpline um on the bottom of the bio of this podcast so if you couldn't find it for yourself there it is um yeah and uh before we actually finish i'd like to say ryan james bothwell it has been an honor to talk to you again it's been fantastic it's been a thrill yeah a thrill i'm honestly that was nice of you to say because i thought my chat was was shit oh yeah, little swear word, word. explicit <laughs> did you send me another heart you did I send did, me another. yeah yeah How do you do it? i want to do one back that's to go in the, the reactions can i send a dick pic <laughs> not quite we're not there yet file too big whoops um <laughs> <laughs> okay and on that unsavory note um I feel, yeah, I feel like that was kind of a, a immature way to end the, the episode, but that's okay. Boys will yeah, be no, boys. The point, boys will be boys. <laughs> da, 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 da. That isn't the theme tune, but it, it's kind of a cool thing. Anyway, I'm going to cut this off because I don't know what I'm going to say next. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks for joining us again. And uh, hopefully we'll have another episode out uh, sooner than four months time. But equally, who knows? <laughs> we'll keep you can just wait toes. and see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'll get See what you we get. Adios.